Hello, and welcome to episode five of SBCCDTA's Union Podcast. I'm Brandi Bayless, and I'll be your host for today. I teach math at Crafton, and I'm one of the full-time union reps at Crafton. This podcast is a way for our members to listen to updates on their own time. Our eboard has an ongoing goal to increase communication with our members. Currently, we have monthly luncheons at both campuses, monthly donuts, a blog, regular emails, this podcast, a website, and a brand new YouTube channel. In fall, we plan on going live with Instagram and Twitter as well. Communication does run both ways, so we want to thank you for taking the time to tune in and hear some updates, but we also want to take the time to recruit some active voices from our faculty, especially from our large bank of adjunct faculty. If you've run into an issue you feel the union should address, even if you're not sure, please send us an email or give us a call or use the Contact Us form on our website, sbccdta.org. Our luncheons and donuts are over for the semester. However, we look forward to seeing you again in August on the third Wednesday at Crafton and the fourth Wednesday at Valley. This month's show includes updates on negotiations, voting for ratification of the tentative agreements that have been negotiated so far, what may be sunshine in fall, and how you as a member can give input on what you feel should be sunshine for fall. So without further ado, here is the conversation with Meredith McLaren, our union president. Hi, we're here again with Meredith McLaren, and we're going to talk about uh, union updates, including negotiations and uh, ratification vote, and then our general meeting, and then some stuff about fall and maybe what we can sunshine and how to get input on that. Sounds great. Mm. All right, so let's start with negotiations. Some big things have happened this year. Yes, it has actually been, negotiations is always a large process. I mean, it's an intensive process. It takes a long time. But this year, I think we have been very, very successful with negotiations. Um, I I would say, on the whole, very, very pleased with everything um, that we were able to accomplish. Um, And probably the biggest thing or the the most recent thing that is, um, you know, of utmost importance to everybody is wages. <laughs> everybody always wants to know about wages. So um, we did uh, have a signed agreement for both full-time and part-time wage increases and changes for next year. So um, one of our goals has always been to get to median. This has always been one of our goals. Um, you know, it's not about getting just a huge increase in salary, which of course that's great, but that's not really what we wanted. What we wanted to do was make sure that everybody was within the average of our surrounding comparison colleges. And mm-hmm. so this is what we've been working towards. Um, and this is what our proposals have been based on. And we actually were able to do that um, almost almost completely for full-time, not, not 100%. There are still a couple of cells that are off. But for full-time, we were able to get almost every cell, every part of the, the salary schedule to the median. Um, which, again, was a great accomplishment, um, and I, we were very pleased that the district um, shared our desire to do that um, and were able to come up with a proposal that worked to right. get us there. And mm-hmm. that was the negotiations we had at Crafton. We had a big turnout for yeah. that. Oh, that's right. Yes, we had the rally, yeah. which was awesome. We had a great turnout of faculty. We had classified staff. We had families and kids and part-time students. and students, and we had faculty from Valley and from Crafton. Um, everybody here uh, down there really supporting the negotiations team. Um, that was, a, that was actually a really fun event to be at, if you could make event. it. It was great. It was good for the faculty to have that opportunity to get together and, and just 
come together and rally. Um, and then it was really good support for the negotiations right. teams. And it worked. Through I mean, worked. Through, through the tireless effort from like 10 hours yes. straight of yes. negotiations from the negotiation team, we got to median. And that's a big deal because it's median was very far away for yeah. a lot of those cells. It was. Uh, it was. So for some of the cells, it's a very substantial raise. It is. And it sounds like you just get a bunch of money, but what actually you got was... Average. Right. Was average, yeah. We are now to average. <laughs> yeah. I know. It, it is. For some cells, it was a, a large increase, um, but just to get us to the middle, to, yes. for a C. We had, that's where we needed right? to be for we the just C. just sitting so far below a C. We it were. took a lot to, to get, get there. Um, and, it, you know, and, and we've sent out emails. We've sent out updates about uh, the salary schedules. Uh, it, the basics of what they did was we took off the first five steps mm -hmm. of the salary mm -hmm. schedule and started renumbering. Uh, at step six is now one and just renumbering down um, and basically what it does is it gives full-time faculty a five-step increase yeah. in one year is what it basically amounts to. Uh, full-time faculty will keep their same step and column that does not change um, so if you were on C4 this year moving to C5 next year that is exactly where you will be. And just the new C5 will be a lot higher. Exactly. The number in C5 is if I was greater than it was before. Mm -hmm. And then so. we lopped off the bottom two? We did. We removed the bottom two uh, which gives us and then we well we removed the bottom well five technically came off because where we had 24 now we had 19 mm -hmm. and then we added two. Oh, okay. So currently our our salary schedule the proposed salary schedule has 21 steps. Okay. Um, and for anybody who was at the higher ends um, if you were at 22, 23, 24 you will now move to 21 um, and you will simply sit there and stay there um, although there was still salary increase even by doing that. Okay. So there was some increase. Uh, now the salaries at the bottom of the scale did not increase nearly as much as the ones at the top of the scale simply because they were closer to median to begin with. And again, our goal was not just raises for everyone. Raises or a straight percentage across the board. It was getting everyone to median. Um, and so there was less needed to get the bottom of the salary schedule to median. Mm. But now nearly everybody is there, and that's, I mean, we're talking <clears throat> one or yes. two cells out right. of everybody. One or two cells are, are off a little bit, and to be perfectly honest, I'd have to look to see if there's even any people in those cells. Right. There may or may not be people in the cells. Um, but it was a great accomplishment, and we were very, very pleased with being able to do that. Um, now, for part-timers, um, we, we also were, we got, we got step and column salary schedule basically for part-timers. It's a big deal because that's how the districts around us are doing exactly. it. Exactly, and that's kind of was, I think, the model for, for where we were able to go. Um, it's not as extensive as the full-time. Obviously, full-time has a lot more steps and those kind of things. Um, the part-time salary schedule is based on instructional. There's one for instructional, there's another for non-instructional. There are three columns that basically represent education levels, so mm -hmm. part-timers can now will go up in column as education increases and then there are three steps so years of experience will allow them to move down in steps um, and so it's basically a nine square grid um, that is it will be calculated based on years of experience and education um, which we felt was was a great a great structure to get into place for future negotiations right so rather than trying to push this one like hourly rate that we yeah. had up, up, we decided to break it up and yeah. model the districts around us so that when we can say we're trying to get adjuncts to median, it's easier to do that comparison. Yes. And it rolled in with office hours and slows? And SLOs, yes. So then those count for STRS? Yes. 
So now because basically this, the, the hourly salary is higher, um, with the understanding that the, the office hours are now included in that, but because it's the hourly wage, STRS will count that whole amount. In the past, the money that they would have received for office hours was a separate amount and was not calculated within their STRS. Now it will be. Um, and there's no paperwork because it's just automatic. They will be paid every month. There's no paperwork to turn in. Um, it will be calculated each month um, and paid to them as opposed to waiting until the and end of the semester. There's no work without pay, which is what happening. If you wait till the end of the semester, then you worked all semester right. for that you paycheck at the end. Semester and and if it didn't work out. Exactly. And <laughs> I know there are probably some people who did not get paid as they were supposed to. So we're trying to spread the word that if you did not get paid or you were not paid correctly, please let us know so that we can follow up to make sure that everybody who did their office hours is paid appropriately mm -hmm. from last semester. Um, we knew all this paperwork was potentially going to cause pay issues and problems. Um, and so we are, are very happy that that hopefully that piece will go away because it will just be calculated every <laughs> semester based on your contract and paid monthly now. So that would be a lot easier for everyone. Okay. Now I will I will admit there's parts of the the part time salary schedule are closer to median than others, um, because with pulling those apart and and rearranging them, um, there are some where the salary increase the hourly rate once you include office hours is not as great in some cells as it is in others, but our goal was to get to median, and there are definitely places in that salary schedule where we are at median. Not the entire thing. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of hard because before we only had one number. Now we have multiples, and now so there's we have more to complicated sit, calculations. More complicated to do. calculations, and we may actually be closer to median in all those sales cells than we realize. Um, but we are moving towards a system that will work. But regardless, uh, if this is ratified, it's not the end of the negotiations no. for wages. No, no, it this is just gets us to a good place yeah. to jump from next time. Yes to begin this process. And, and that's a good point you did bring up, um, that the wages that we have signed for must be voted by the membership. They are not automatic, um, so there will be a voting. We'll talk a little bit more about voting in a bit, but um, the membership has the opportunity, whether they agree with this or don't agree, if they want it, the wages to go through, if they don't want the wages to go through, um, and so they can vote on these issues um, starting in May. Okay, and then so they would vote on wages. They'd also vote on benefits. Benefits, yes. We also had benefits signed. Um, we had uh, was very favorable um, benefits discussion. Um, the contract provides one no cost benefit plan for faculty. Okay. <clears throat> Um, that the district has agreed to fully fund the lowest cost plan. Um, this year we had two plans that came in very close to each other um, and so the district agreed for next year to fund two plans. Oh, so you have a choice. So you will now have a choice between two no-cost plans. We're only guaranteed one, but we actually will end up with two for next year. That's so awesome. You will have the TRIO program um, through Blue Shield, Blue Blue Cross, Blue Shield, I think is, is the TRIO Blue's program. Blue is in there. Blue is in there. <laughs> um, and then the other one I want to say is the High Kaiser, Kaiser it's High, I think it's the one with, with the, 30. Like the $30 copay. Yeah. Um, so for full-time faculty, there will be no cost if you choose one of those two plans. Having an HMO included no cost is a big deal, though. It is. It is. And so we are still very, very fortunate to be a district that has a no-cost plan available to us because many districts have um, eliminated that, and we have fought for years, and the to district now just 
has stopped trying to fight us and get it out. I mean, I'm sure it will come back, but for now they just accept that there will be one no-cost plan. Um, again, if you choose a different plan that has higher premiums, then you will pay the difference between what the district contributes and what the cost of the plan is. I don't have those numbers. I don't know if we have those numbers out yet, um, but they will come out eventually before you sign up. Okay. Um, so you'll be able to get all the numbers before you have to yes, decide what you have to sign benefits up. to work. Right. And that will come through the district. The district will actually provide those. The union doesn't actually choose the plans. We simply negotiate the amount of money that they will that the district will put towards our benefits. And so mm -hmm. that we have. Um, for part-timers, uh, the district is required to give us a plan for part-timers. They were not quite ready with their with their proposal at the last negotiations meeting. Um, and so we have scheduled one more negotiations meeting on uh, Friday? No, this Friday? Yes, this Friday, I believe. Okay. Um, and they are required to present us the plans or the research for the plans that they looked into. Um, they kind of just said, well, it's really expensive. And we said, that's, we understand, but we want to see the numbers. Give us who you talk to. What are the numbers? What is and it And there was like? funding for this, right? There was funding years and years ago. The district took funding um, to help cover some of the cost of benefits for part-timers. That came through AB 420? 420, I yeah. was what they were talking about. And uh, the district, like many others, took the money, but has, as of yet... To present a plan. To present a plan. Mm -hmm. And so the union's pushing back for yes. that plan. Yes, we want the plan. Um, again, it's never been our interest, and it is not now, to bankrupt the district, and so we can be reasonable, but um, you know, we have heard through other places that there are some benefits that are a little bit more reasonable. Um, and we want to see. We want to see. Just the cost analysis. The cost analysis. What did they look for? Who did they look at? How much is it? You know, how can we make this work in the future? Um, and so, again, it's the beginning of the process. I don't, it won't be solved and it probably won't be, you know, entirely fabulous and wonderful and satisfactory to everybody, but at least it gets it started. We'll be moving towards there. Mm -hmm. And then the That's more expensive we make adjuncts, more exactly. possibility there is to expand on full-time exactly. faculty and right. not have this argument yeah. all the time. Exactly. And we point this out to them quite frequently that if they would hire more full-timers, then there wouldn't be so much of an issue with figuring out all of these things for part-timers. So mm -hmm. that is our goal, and that's what we will continue to work towards. So those are the two main things that we've negotiated recently. Again, must be voted on by the membership. And They're then the other thing we'll be voting on is calendar. Is that the calendar. 175. Yes, the 175-day calendar. We're currently at 177. We have proposed a 175-day calendar um, with 166 days of instruction. I believe that's the number. And then flex days, graduation, and two... In service. And two in service days. Mm. Uh, so the what union does doesn't look? decide what the calendar looks like. No. no, and that is, I know this is, it's it's kind of a tricky little one. It causes issues even with us negotiating it. The union simply negotiates the number of days. Um, what the actual calendar looks like, when those days fall, when school starts, when it ends, when the holidays are, all of that is actually decided by a different committee. They're, that's decided by the calendar committee. Which is a district-wide committee. Which is a district-wide committee. Um, and um, I believe they have made their recommendations. So they have okay. made their recommendations. If we go to a 175-day calendar, they have submitted their proposal of what that calendar would look like. Um, and I believe that it is available on the district website. I have successfully Googled it. Um, let's see, I Googled SBCCD and calendar and proposed, and, and it came up. And it came up. So, um, And they also have a 177-day calendar if, for any reason, this does not pass. So there's a backup plan. There's a backup plan that would just basically continue to be with what we have now. Okay. Um, but um, Pluses uh, for that new calendar include 
uh, finally a week break for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. So for all of us instructors that have kids at home that exactly. take and a whole week off. And for students who have students. children trying to find childcare. Um, that, again, that was a decision that was proposed by the calendar committee, not by the union. Um, but I, I think faculty seem to be very excited to And my students as well. There's as well quite a few students. students I have that yes. say, I can't come to class, right. my kids are I home. Well, not come, I can't come that week. Um, and so it, um, it reduces the days of instructions a little bit. It does not really reduce the total length of how much we'll be working because the whole calendar is really only reduced by two days. Mm -hmm. So it's still, you know, a semester, but what that semester looks like will be a little bit different right. if this passes and... And the instructional hours would be the same. Instructional just, hours Classes same. will run slightly differently if five yes. minutes here, five minutes exactly. there. Exactly. I believe they're going to, they have to add a few minutes to each class just to make sure they get in the right number of minutes um, because there will be a few less days in right. this semester. And then all of that, wages, benefits, and calendar would be ratified. And do you have the timeline for ratification? Yes. So the ratification vote is the information period is going to start on April 29th and run to May 12th. Um, and basically, this is a time where we will have information on the web page. We'll have information, um, you know, available at the campuses. Mm -hmm. um, all of this just uh, to give faculty as much information as they need or to answer questions about what exactly they are voting on because it's always been our intention to be open, transparent, and make sure people are aware of specifically what it is they're voting for. So to that point, that right in the middle of that, we put a general meeting? Yes. So on May 4th, a Saturday, we are going to have a general meeting at the union office um, where we will have food. Food. We will have food. <laughs> we'll have to do probably morning breakfast burritos and coffee or something. It'll be a morning meeting. Um, I believe it's a two-hour meeting. And basically, we will be available to provide information about the budget, um, proposed budgets and that we'll have for next year, as well as all of the information for the, the voting um, all of the issues, what it looks like, and answering any questions. Okay. Um, and then that, so that will end on May 12th, and on May 13th, we will begin the actual vote. That's when voting will begin. Voting will run from May 13th to May 19th. Um, voting will be mainly done online, only available to members. So you must be a member of the union to vote. Right. Um, so in the election, we have those applications on the website exactly. and posted in the break rooms. Yeah. So double check if you're not sure if you're a member. You think you're a member, but you're not sure, and you want to verify that information. You can check with Ted Phillips. You can check with me. I can look that up for you, um, and we can make sure that you're a member so that you can vote. You will get a link through your SBCCDTA email. Mm -hmm. One of the easiest voting things we've done in years. You literally click on the link, click, 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 push the buttons, submit it, done. Right. And I, when I first signed up, I forwarded mine, so it mm. just comes my regular email. Comes no extra sign-in, nope. nothing to do. Nothing. Just you click just on the link click and it the link takes and vote. straight to the vote. Um, but it does have to come through an email since it is, you know, it's a specific, it's, it's unique a specific link. Yes, link to you. Um, and then if you uh, do not want to do online voting, we do have hard copy ballots available as well. At the well. union office? They will be at the union office. So there will be times and days, then you can go to the union office, you'll pick up your ba ballot there, do your voting by hand, submit it into the ballot box, and then your votes are counted and included in with the electronic and voting that's, hand. Uh, 1997 Marshall? Yes, in San Bernardino. Ninety-seven East Marshall Boulevard in San Bernardino. Yep, and that's where those ballots will be. Um, and then that will be done on the nineteenth, and we should have everything counted, and the uh, announcement will be made on the nineteenth. 
Okay. Um, okay. And so awesome. we will know. We'll find all of that out. Yeah, before graduation, whether, whether <laughs> it passed. Mm, okay. So. Mm. so moving forward for fall, the union needs direction. Uh, we're going to meet, the union exec will meet over summer yes. to come up with a plan for mm -hmm. fall and what we're going to negotiate, what will be sunshine. Yeah. How would our members give input on things that they think need to come up? Right. So every year we have um, the opportunity to open up parts of the contract. And basically we have to announce these to the district and to the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's called sunshining. So basically when we sunshine in the fall, we open up to the sun, whatever it is we want to talk about. Now, we did agree to keep wages closed for next year. Because we got to median this year, right. we agreed to not open wages for next year, which is a good thing because there's a lot of pieces of the contract that we really need to focus on, and mm -hmm. wages is such a huge piece that it, it frees up a, a fair amount of time and energy to focus on other pieces. There are definitely parts. parts of the contract that need to be updated yes. since like 1890. Yes. So we need to stop talking about pagers and things like that in our contract. <laughs> I think we finally got that out. But anyway, <clears throat> so wages will not open um, next year. <clears throat> Benefits will open because that opens every year. <clears throat> um, but we have to decide what other parts we really want to take a look at <clears throat> and if there are some changes. Um, so one of the first things we do is I check with the grievance officers from this year and find out which parts of the contract caused the grievances, grievance? right, or the most <laughs> questions or the most confusion, um, whether because the language is old or because it's vague or contradictory in places. Um, and so I tend to get that information from them. But the other place that we do get information is from the membership. So we will submit a survey out to everyone. We will email everyone a survey um, so that you can give us some feedback. We will give you some suggestions or these are some of the things that you know cause some problems. These are the areas that we think maybe we should look at. Do you have other parts um, that you think we should maybe take a look at? Now, it does not mean that we will open everything that everybody suggests. Um, we have to take a look at those articles and start weighing the pros and cons of opening them. Because when you open an article, you open the whole thing, and it means it's completely open for negotiation. Which means the district can bring up the things. The district can also bring up things. They can start negotiating things and, and ask to have things removed, or if we want something added, they may say very well, but then we need to change this. And so we have to always balance the pros and cons of opening an article. Um, obviously, if the benefit to the membership is there, and it's definitely something that we need to fix, we, we, we can open it and we can begin those negotiations. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes people um, will submit information thinking that, okay, they're going to open that and fix this issue that, you know, that, that we had. Right. But we can't just go in and look at one thing. Right, and we can't open the whole thing. We can't, you know, if we get eight articles that people would like us to open, we just simply do not have time to open and negotiate eight articles in a year. I mean, this year we got three done. Yeah, so... <laughs> so Wages is a big one. So wages without wages, we might one. be able to pull off four. Right, but we that's might be able to get it. four. And it just depends. Um, one of the things that the district opened this year that we have not finished is evaluation. Mm -hmm. um, we finally got a proposal from them on evaluations. Um, but it's not going to be done. And so that will roll over until next year. So we already know one okay. that we're going to have to address. Um, and then we will figure out what are the other ones. And evaluations is its own complete article. It's an entire article. Okay. And it... We agreed that there are definitely parts of the evaluation process that could be improved, mm -hmm. um, but then we have to figure out, you know, the balance between, you know, how do we improve, what do we need to improve, how do we balance that, you know, with workload and the amount of time with yeah. evaluations for not only faculty, but, 
you know, the people doing evaluations and department chairs and all those things. Um, and so it will take a while. It's not going to be a quick, simple little... It will be a big focus next year. It will year. be a big focus. But we will have time to do a couple of others as well. So that's why we will get feedback from the membership about what they think we should be working on. So we're guaranteed year. for fall that... Um, Benefits and evaluations will be open, and yes. we're looking for feedback for one to two others. Mm -hmm. Yes, other other areas. Um, again, we will also we will send out information about these are the areas this year that seem to cause the most problems with grievance. Yes, you know, with grievances or just general concerns or questions or conflict or or, or anything um, that that we think they. These might be some ones we want to think about. And if you open the union contract or if you go to the website, the articles, it's organized by articles, yes. so you can get clarification on what an article is, what's included, and what's not included. Right. You can read through the article titles and kind of see these are the only things we right. can open. Right. Um, and just as just kind of as a, as a reminder, that just to remind you know, everyone that the union negotiates for all membership. Um, and so there are some times when one person will have an issue or something gets called into question. Um, and sometimes that is, we are like, okay, this is an issue for, would be an issue for more than one person, so we should look at it. But um, we, you know, sometimes again, we have to kind of balance that between opening an article. For a unique situation. For a unique situation. And so I know that's, that is hard and that's tough sometimes, but, um, but let us know. Like, send us your feedback, give us the information so that we can, as an executive board, sit down and make those decisions about which articles we want to open. Mm. All right. Yes, so that is, let's see, oh, and we will make that final decision in July. Like you said before, at our plenary retreat in July, we will decide exactly what we want to sunshine. So be on the lookout for those surveys. Um, if you don't see the survey, but you just want us to send us information, that's fine too. You can always just send me an email and say these are the things. Okay, really and there's a contact us form on the, the website too. If yes. you're not sure whose emails it is and yes. you're just listening to us, if you go to the website, there's a contact us form and you can fill that out. And one thing we did not talk about come this summer, <laughs> it's very exciting because we are going to roll out our new website. Fancy schmancy. So excited. It's so <laughs> nice. It's awesome. We're going to win awards. <laughs> <laughs> We're already planning. We're already writing our acceptance speeches. Exactly, for our awards for how fabulous our webpage is is going to look. So watch out for that. It won't change until the summer, so don't worry. Right. We don't want to touch it during voting. No, we will not touch anything during voting, but come this summer, hopefully you'll see an updated website from us as well. Mm. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time, and thanks for always running these podcasts with me. Yes. <laughs> we will maybe try and get some diversity next year. Maybe we can right. get somebody else to We're going to we're gonna pull people in. We we're gonna, if we're I have to pull their teeth, it. I'm going to get them in there. We're going to make them do it. So, But thank you so much for doing this. All this right. Great. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Me again, Brandy, here to thank you for listening and to remind you to hit that subscribe button so that you can stay up to date with your local union.